Welcome. Welcome to another episode of I Quit My Job. My name is Slowly Plus One. This gentleman coming on, Lawrence Collimore. And uh, Lawrence, brother, I want to thank you so much for showing up. This means a lot to us, you know, it means a lot to me. Just to see the growth, I get inspired by what you do. Lawrence Collymore. I'm um, the uh, founder of Prospect Luxury Homes. And uh, what I'm doing right now is um, building for um, uh, for clients, uh, luxury homes in the uh, South Mississauga, Etobicoke space. And um, yeah, we're doing a good job in um, delivering dreams for these people. So let's jump into it, man. How did you start getting into this whole entrepreneurial life? Was there ever a moment that you said, I'm quitting a job and this is where I'm going? You know, it just from the get go, I, I really love what you're doing here. And I've been listening to the, the stories that you've had um, on, on air and mine's a little different. I never really had that, that moment in a job and, you know, decided to quit. Maybe it, it kind of happened when, um, you know, when I was a teenager, just before or during when we were at Ryerson, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was in the food industry at that, at that, um, at that stage. The food industry, what yeah. do you mean by that? Like, well, uh, yeah, part? well, you know what, I started you know, working, you know, in, at the Golden Griddle, then went on to um, uh, York Hanover Hotels, Skyline Triumph, and was actually thinking about, you know, becoming a chef at that point. That was pretty much the last time I ever w- worked for somebody at that point. What I remember about this gentleman, he's always had a briefcase walking yeah, down. Yeah, man, you remember that and, back in the day, yeah. I'm like, yeah. what is wrong with this dude? He has a briefcase. Dude, get a knapsack. You know? <laughs> that, man, you got a good memory. I don't even remember that, that's but that's, like, that's that, true, right? That yeah, stood yeah, out. That's, yeah, so now yeah. when you talk about your, you know, all the yeah. things you've done as an entrepreneur, it just shows right there if you're walking with a briefcase. Yeah. This man knows his business, knows yeah. he's adding into business. <laughs> so yeah, start. Like, how did you jump into that whole food and just kind of give us that uh, that timeline? I actually hooked up with a guy that I used to work with, and he let me know that there was a government program that you could get money. Oh, wow. Right? Um, you know, you just had to match it a certain way, and it was totally um, forgivable if things didn't work out. And um, there was a... Uh, a plaza up in Rexdale, North Rexdale, Roundtree Plaza, the, the plaza's name, that was just being built mm-hmm. by a company called Lustig Holdings. And uh, I was up there in the neighborhood and I inquired about a space that was just under 1,100 square feet. And they gave me a great deal in mm-hmm. terms of the leasehold improvements and that. And um, yeah, I took the plunge and was able to, to open restaurant back in the day called Bakayad Restaurant. Um, we actually expanded. We had a nice little uh, joint in um, Humber College. Okay, right? okay, um, nice. And then, uh, so that lasted a few years as well. Got out of that space and um, jumped into uh, the cash-based financial service space. How, how, did, how did that transition happen from like food to financial services? Like how, how did that happen? Like. Well, it really happened organically just through people I knew. And um, I had a good friend that started the business. And uh, uh, he liked the, the plaza that we had the, the restaurant in. And, you know, I told him to come up there. And uh, they got a, they, uh, got a unit in that same plaza. And um, 
the restaurant business is definitely taxing. Mm-hmm. And um, I got out of that space and it just happened at a perfect timing. They were looking at expanding and getting into franchising their wow. concept. Wow. And uh, yeah, and I took the leap of faith with it. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. If I had the, the, the skills and the wherewithal that I had now, mm-hmm. or even, you know, and it's huge when you, you hear it on, you know, um, and I hear you speak of it when you speak um, to, uh, to groups, you're looking at um, coaches and mentors, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're huge, right? right? Because um, I, I had a, a few, um, actually one that really stands out is um, uh, a gentleman by the name of, of Trevor, um, who started Trevor like Real Estate back in the day, but oh, then he okay. left right. and went back to Jamaica. And so I really didn't have mentors, just you know, to say, stick it out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, let me help you here and, and all of that. Um, so, you know what? It's It was a lot of work. And, uh, you know, this was in your 20s. And, you know, you yeah, see, yeah, see yeah. guys going out, man. Yeah, and, yeah. You're and, there. And, and I, I'm there, but I'm there cooking. Like, I'm there with my food truck out, outside yes, selling yes, food, right? Yes, Remember yes. them trucks, right? Yeah, yeah. So you took advantage of the whole industry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that, I love that. I love that. Yeah. You actually found other revenue sources other than just yeah, the uh, capital side of it, where there's a building and this is where you come. Yeah, you actually yeah. went to the people. No, definitely. That was a huge uh, part of it. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and any event in between, you know, it was just work, 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 work. And uh, I, I guess, you know, you get a little tired. So then how did this financial uh, service, how did that all start with you? I was privy to the business through the guys who actually started it. Mm-hmm. And um, they um, they structured a financial program, I'm sorry, a, a franchise program that, um, you know, was, was attractive. The fee was not huge. Um, I knew it was going to be a successful concept because of Money Mart and they didn't have a viable competitor. So wow. I knew guaranteed it was going to run. Wow. Um, wow. So so I jumped in and it wasn't it wasn't even me like I wasn't special. They they were shopping it around. I just saw that this would definitely grow. So now we're in the financial side of it. Explain mm. the ups and downs, and then how did you transition to to other things and to yeah. lead you to the prospect luxury homes? Okay. Like, yeah, I, I got into the business. Um, uh, the first I found a location um, just actually just down the road here, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's still there. And uh, that was the first location here on Sinclair. And then uh, we, uh, they, they were really trying to push you to, um, to expand. So uh, we got loans. We were able to uh, expand to um, Dufferin and Lawrence. And then we had another one in Sinclair and Keel. Oh, and nice. Sinclair and Bathurst. Yeah, they, they wanted to continue to grow. And they actually gave me an offer to, to actually buy the franchises. And I said yes. And... <laughs> You know, it's sold. It's sold. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. So this is amazing. So you're going from the food industry. Now you jumped into uh, financial services and you have a couple franchises. What kind of knowledge did you have jumping from one space to another space? Or is it just guts and glory and I'm doing it? Is it like- well, you know, you, you, you do your research as well. And mm-hmm. then, you know, you're, you're always learning. And I mean, I always ask questions. I never think I know, know it all. And um you just have to have the confidence that, that you can do it. And um, at that point in time, 
we, um, I, I wanted to get into uh, development and, and, and building. And um, Claudette recently got her um, real estate license. So we would buy a house and then, you know, um, just start, just renovate and get rid of everything and, um, and then sell it. And it just afforded us the opportunity to, you know, be there for the kids. I really wanted to, to get into actually building from the, from the, from the, from the ground up. So we bought a property and I hired a builder mm -hmm. um, and uh, paid him. I said, this is going to be the easiest money you've ever made because really and truly I'm paying you just to really teach me how to do this. Right. So um, I paid him his management fee and we built a house in South Mississauga. Um, learned from the craft from him, uh, building on spec, and then people liked the product that we were delivering, and mm -hmm. they said, "Could you build for us?" And so now you're part of this whole luxury, you know, development, and you know, you see the crisis, what they speak of. Yeah. How do you, how do you like maintain that space that you're in right now to continue to move forward? Um, well, that actual space doesn't really affect me because of the individuals that. Um, are commissioned me to build the house in market like that they they they're making money mm -hmm. um so you know interest rates really don't impact them as much mm -hmm. um so uh, especially where I, i'm i'm you know i'm building and then i'm not huge i'm only doing you know three to five a year mm -hmm. and that's pretty much it we are in that housing crisis and i think there's huge opportunity to um you know to, to grow in that space I know there's aha moments, but I want to know within your three industries, food, uh, financial, and now luxury homes, what were those aha moments? Like, yo, this is it. I like this. With food, I've always liked cooking. Mm -hmm. um, so an aha moment was when I said, hey, you know what? You can make this. And I still feel, I still have, I had that aha moment and I haven't really... Um, uh, manifested that. Okay. Yet. Um, we have a cuisine that is for such, you know, the West Indies in general, mm -hmm. for such a, a small area, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody loves the food, right? Right. right. But I don't think that it, it, it has gotten to in the, the notoriety or the deliverability that it, it should. When you say Chipotle, mm -hmm. everybody knows what it is. Right, right. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. And right. Right. We don't have that, and there's no reason. We have everything else mm -hmm. where that's concerned, but we don't have that with that food space. And I feel that, you know, um, there's a huge opportunity there. So, I mean, with cash money, it was um, you know, alternative financial services. Not everybody has great credit. Right, right. You know what right, I mean? So right. I knew that um, that was an industry that would definitely, you know, um, get huge and that was pre-regulation right so right it was really the way yeah it's right. regulated now so it was the wild wild west back then so i knew <laughs> that would go right and then um and then housing right, right? uh when you, you look into uh building this is such a young country mm -hmm. um we haven't we're just going through the first uh turnover of development mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so even where you are right now, there's right. only a few century homes right here. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right, so right. Uh, there's a lot of homes out there that need to be redeveloped. And I'm not even talking like, you know, buying a land and, and, and building. I'm talking, you know, infill properties. Right. Built. 
call it a GTA. There's a good amount of it that, mm-hmm. you know. So um, what's next for you, brother? Um, you know, trying to improve the craft, um, you know, polish the craft, deliver these homes to, to these clients. Mm-hmm. And um, then, you know, um, attack what I spoke on earlier about trying to get more people involved getting a group together and Mm -hmm. um, trying to really maximize on these multi-home dwellings that um, has been, have been legislated in Mm. to um, this whole new zoning Mm -hmm. uh, with uh, this whole uh, uh, housing crisis. And how did you get your, like your designers, your, how did you get all those construction workers or like, how did you get that to work for you? You just got to be out there and you know, it's, it's funny you say that with social media, you use it as a tool, mm-hmm. but don't really don't use it as a guide. At the end of the day, you have to just go out there and introduce yourself. You have to promote yourself in your mm-hmm. space. You can't worry about other spaces. Um, I have a little niche that there's man, like 10, 12 builders in this small little pocket. Mm-hmm. And you know, I always thought. I let me start building for myself and look what happened to me again. Wow. You, you know, somebody wow. said, Hey, can I build this? And, you know, I built it for them and they liked it. And it's all about service. And what is it that you think that you have that will say, Hey, this client's comfortable with you? Like, what is it that you're giving off? At the end, it's, it's positive energy. I mean, especially in this space, my trades that, you know, um, I have um, assembled over the years. They'll know. They'll always say, "Man, Lawrence, man, you're always, you're just positive, man." I mean, but I'm thinking at the end of the day, that we're building a house. Yes, like, yes. how difficult is this? <laughs> Any mistake that you've come up with, mm-hmm. it's been done and it's been solved. So let's figure it out, right? Right, and um, and move on. So even culturally, just you being in this space is kind of motivating just to see like, and there's quite a few others that yeah, are doing no, their thing, doing the thing. you know what I'm saying? Really so good. myself just knowing you and saying, hey, I know a developer, you know, those are probably prominent in other cultures. Yeah, yeah. But the kind of our culture is to say, hey, I know someone that does luxury homes. I know someone that does luxury relocation. As a serial entrepreneur, what advice can you give uh, somebody out there that is just, you know, Casero entrepreneur is almost like an industry now. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I understand that um, dormant demand, man. I remember a professor saying that to me. That's all it is. There's demand everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just dormant. And you have to resurrect the dormancy. Wow. And if you can do that, you're going to be successful. Wow, I love that. So every everything out there, there's a there's a dormancy to it. And if you can bring it, to the surface, yeah, man. then you'll be successful. Absolutely. And deliver it. And deliver it. That's Delivery thing, is part I of mean, it. I mean, all about, I mean, it, it, there's ideas. You can be an, an incredible idea guy and <laughs> don't know a lick about execution. Right. Right. Or have be an incredible idea guy and it's everything is just you know, stagnant, it didn't, that doesn't move, you know, right, right. there's inertia. And that's the difference between people that are successful when it comes to doing things mm-hmm. and people that, um, or I would say entrepreneurs and people who are really not entrepreneurs. Um, 
they 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 act on that inertia, right? Right. So right. they they get things going and they believe that they can get things done. Man, Lawrence, I want to thank you so much for yeah, uh man, showing up on this podcast. I love the gems that you've dropped and I'm inspired just by you being a serial entrepreneur, doing all the things that you're doing, it's uh, and actually knowing you, you know, and knowing you for years. Thank you so much Thanks for showing for up. Me. Thank you for thinking about me, man. Uh, always, you. brother. Right. And as you know, this is I Quit My Job, where the ordinary stories lead to extraordinary inspirations. I'm Slowly Plus One, and I appreciate you checking in. Peace.